Uh, everyone, it is a new episode of Papa's Basement and the first that we are recording via Zoom because, I, I, fuck it, I, I got sick of just not doing the easiest thing on earth to actually possibly build an audience for the show. So here you go, a visual element. And you can see me in all my glory as I cat sit in my friend Dawn's place. So if the decor looks like that of a 40-something Filipino woman, you're right, it is. Um, I am... Joined today, not by Molly Heckerling, we are pod-cucking Molly in a twist, so hopefully she can experience pod compersion and get off on the satisfaction that I enjoy from different podcast partners, but we're joined by former and current, and whenever the hell she wants to be back, uh, co-host Eva Crickshin. Hi, Eva. Hi. Look at you. Look at you glowing with your, your golden locks. My new mother glow. Yeah, which is code for giant jugs. Oh my god! And <laughs> Nick had to remind me to put the pads in in my bra, mm-hmm. so I didn't um, uh, have any leakage on camera. Oh, so you didn't bring merriment to a comedy podcast? <laughs> All right, sure. <laughs> god forbid! I remember those things actually as a kid. My mom—they pretty much like look like pancake maxi pads, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. I, I didn't want you to say that like technology had come any further from that point. Yeah. Like you're yeah. like, uh, John, they actually make one that looks like a tampon now and you insert it into the <laughs> nipple itself. It actually goes in your butthole. <laughs> yeah. And it sucks out so much moisture. You can't leak from the front. <laughs> and uh, Sarah, are we using your last name? Or are you simply producer Sarah or what the hell? Or I'm going to be producer Sarah for now. <laughs> okay. So we're, we're also joined by my longtime friend, Sarah, who is going to co-host as well and uh, do some production stuff, by which I mean, she's just the one recording this session. That's but true. in the future, maybe you can, I don't know, what, what does a producer do? What's it like to have help in this world? They're the money person. <laughs> okay. Sort of. That's, That's the part of it. Yeah. That's part producer. of it. It's Pod funny because I actually worked as a producer in radio for a long time, but I was not a good producer. I, I was going to say, I think it's, it's just about the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, in radio. Yeah. Securing, Poss- possibly working with advertisers if you ever get them. Yeah. Securing guests, cutting out the yes. race hate in the podcast, <laughs> you know, re-upload of the show. Cool. And Sarah, Sarah will never get appetizers. No, no. no, no. no. Pronounced appetizers. <laughs> yeah no it's it's weird i know that you people with your your white person jobs do zoom all the time i literally only use it for therapy so this is shocking to me to be on zoom and not see the face of my therapist and, <laughs> and i mean but like really you kind of are yeah i am but i yeah, sure. Okay, fine. This is therapy as well. We'll do it. We'll do that. Um, yeah. So I've I we haven't recorded in like what ten days or some something like that. Sarah, you listen to the show. How long has it been? It's been about ten days. It's been too long. I know it's okay. been too long. Where I'm like, uh, you need to get a new one up there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a minute because Molly has been on vacation for like ten days thereabouts eight days something like that she and her eight dude, day vacation was what, it yeah what does, what does one do i don't know oh I don't, like i have not taken a vacation beyond four or five days I, maybe since like my dad died 
like in 01, you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't tell you. Oh, no, no. When my mom whisked us to Greece to do like the the olive oil version of Roots in 03. I, I thought that that was the vacation you were referring to, was the Greece vacation. Did yeah, you that, meet a half brother that your dad like left behind? I did not meet that half brother, uh, Kyriakos, because uh, Wait, apparently, name? what's that? What's that? What's even? his name? Kyriakos. Like a kitty? Like a kitty cat? K-Y-R-I-A-K-O-S? Kyriakos? Like a kitty cat? You love yeah. kitties. Well, this kitty apparently looks like my dad, but uh, hates the us, my brother and I, and can't really speak English. So it yes. would have just been like this very traumatic experience, you know, like, Imagine if a loved one came back from the dead, but just cursed you in a foreign language. <laughs> Unpleasant. So. I'd give anything to see. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> for, for your poor brother to come back only to swear at you in Lithuanian or something. You know? <laughs> Trust me, it sounds cool for a second. And then, yeah. uh, then the reality comes crashing in. It would, it would, the novelty would wear off at about the 15 second mark. And by 30 right. seconds, I would have been clutching my mother and just like, I want to go home. Sucking on her nipple pads. Yeah. Like <laughs> using my big boy hands to pull the, the titty maxi pad away and then pop them things in my mouth. But uh, not before I don't uh. wring out the maxi pads like a towel or a wash rag to get everything contained therein into my grateful yap. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Molly is currently, I think, driving back right now, actually, from her excursion where I, I thought it was like, I knew it was a family thing, but I believe she was just staying with the family of her dude. So it's like okay. she went from having sex in the house of her mom to sex in the house of her, her dude's people. So... <laughs> One of these days, Molly will have sex with a bear. Molly, Molly has a very specific king. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she cannot come unless she's hearing it's dinner time being announced by a triangle. <laughs> because, because both sides of her family, the married family and the birth family, are grizzled old prospectors. Just trying to make it out on the, the plains. I'm laughing because both of you are clearly in like real places that look nice and mine is a stock photo of a finished basement because I'm too embarrassed to show my real basement I just I think it's hilarious how uh compromised and sad your dreams are that you're like it's just like a finished basement yeah you're like this is what I want to show off just a basement that doesn't look like a fucking hoarder's shitbox yeah like I just want like a basement that has nothing in it like that's my dream yeah a basement (laughs) where it's like there is zero chance I will find the corpse of a cat and or its feces yeah so I have been (laughs) what was that no, I just made a face. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. Are you? Okay, yeah, Nick's, Nick's feeding the baby upstairs. I'm talking nice. to adults. Now, does he like, um, like put the baby to his breast? <laughs> and then just... Well, I pump and then we made this thing where like, you know, a, a plaster of Paris model of my memories. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He attaches it to himself and then little Alex can be like, 
I, I figured you, you went the Ed Gein route or the Frankenhooker route and just killed someone and chopped off the breasts. And then no, they, they, they got the thing like Robert De Niro had and meet the parents too. Exactly. Oh, okay. That is, that sounds way more sanitary and legal. <laughs> Nick hates it, but he does it for his kid. Aww. <laughs> yeah. I can just picture him now, those very chafed nipples. You know, like I can hear the baby crying upstairs, so I'm wondering if it's not working out too well. I'm kidding. He just uses I pump and he puts it in the bottle. Did you hear like a? Did you hear the sound of a quick slap before that or no? (laughs) Just a shake. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 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 well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I get to joke about it because I was abused by a babysitter. So there what? you go. What? You didn't know that? Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah, man. I apparently my very first babysitter used to beat the shit out of me. Apparently, that's a uh, part of why Maria became who she is. Like one time, my dad picked me up and I just had like a red mark on my face, and he like fucking kicked in the door and was like, "I'll fucking kill you if I ever see you again." And from that time forward, I was not babysat. <laughs> Holy <Ow>. shit! <laughs> Dark. Oh, yeah. See, I told you, this is why I don't like this <laughs> Zoom therapy thing that I'm experiencing. The last I, veneer I mean, of this yeah, yeah. comedy I, I podcast will be ripped away. I didn't want to do this because I had to put makeup on, you know? Yeah. I didn't want to do it because I wouldn't be allowed to urinate and defecate during the show. We're all making <laughs> sacrifices, okay, Evie? I know. <laughs> just, just tough it out a little more. You're being such a brave little soldier. Thanks. Yeah, um, I guess the big news for me this week is I I kind of got the hell out of all of my improv commitments, like all of them, all of them, uh, which had been like the big part of my life since about July of 01, uh, 21? What, what year are we? 22? Yeah, 01. Yeah, God, God, what I would give to have actually gotten into improv back in 01 when that shit was like launching careers. Holy shit. Yeah, right. Oh God, people are like, yeah, when it was, when it was like, um, like you actually went to second city or to upright citizens brigade. And like, those people were like getting on TV and SNL. Oh Yeah. People like, they write all this like fiction about like, you know, Hey, uh, I have the time machine set to 1905 and the coordinates for the daycare center where baby Hitler's rocking out here's your gun. And I'd be like, whoa, 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 chief. Uh, how about we just go back to 01? I'm going to invest a lot against the sanctity of the World Trade Center. And once that pays out for me, join in UCB. See you on The Daily Show. <laughs> I love that there's nothing about like knocking the cigarettes out of your dad's hand. Oh, <laughs> no, he's, he's long gone at that point. I was to say 01 would have been too late. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the best, the best I could have done is go back at like, I don't know, 2000-ish and be like, yeah, they need to cut out half of your lung now. And he would be like, are you fucked up on cough syrup again? And I would say <laughs> yes, but notwithstanding, I have seen the future. So yeah, I, I had been doing improv like really hardcore since July of last year when I got plugged into this place called the Washington Improv Theater which is the the biggest theater in DC when it comes to this stuff. 
and you know was treated by my improv mentor and the the founder of the unified scene theater sean westfall like the the rich kid camp from meatballs and we were like the plucky upstart standing against them but you know <laughs> once once the the meatballs camp went under due to covid and sean left town i didn't have to worry about ruffling any feathers so when classes opened back up at this place i was like this is awesome let me fucking do it like it you remember what it was back in the summer of 21 right like we kind of thought we'd turn the corner on this shit yeah there, there was no delta yet there was no omega and all the other greek alphabet things that i should remember if anyone had cared to teach me that stuff <laughs> but so I, I showed up and I, I got along with my classmates. It was, I, I kind of, it, it's very hard for me to impress upon people how positive that first class back was. I had dropped like 20 something pounds at that point. I was starting to get back to caring about how I dressed, which because I didn't really know how to dress like a man still at that point of my age, especially meant getting like cleaner pairs of sneakers and nicer pairs of shorts and <laughs> kind of like button up kind of Tony Sopranos-esque shirts, as opposed to my usual t-shirts that depicted Pikachu or Elvis or Mario or whatever the fuck freebies I collected all of duty special plops yeah exactly <laughs> yes really the entire wardrobe was from five below, five below. yeah <laughs> there was... is... <laughs> is there any more embarrassing like if you tell anyone a single like i'm not for genocide but is it genocide if you're like i proudly wear shit that's been purchased from five below like that's not a race or a people that's just a, a conscious choice you should be punished <laughs> I, have my, I have slippers i wear from five below all the time that's different it's different, that's different. Oh, okay. yeah. you're not wearing have, those out in public yeah do they have they have five below up near you right sbc yeah yeah okay it's the yeah. best it's my favorite I've been, store <laughs> i've been in it all of once when we were looking for wwe wrestling figures to put on the table at one of my friend's weddings i love how you're like oh where can i buy trashy shit five below they had them that's where they were i think nick's my least favorite t-shirt of nick's is from there and it says i piss excellence and i oh god i fucking hate what the fuck is that from again what is that a reference I don't know. It's a Will. It's a Will Ferrell thing. It's a Will Ferrell. <laughs> what is that from? Instead of looking it up, Sarah, it's from something. It's. <laughs> it's from Will Ferrell. I know. I it's confirm a Will Ferrell the existence one. of this oh, reference. I hate. I hate the word piss. So it's like really, really. Yeah, I don't know why. Even when it's your huh. your beau talking about doing it as a sex act. <laughs> when it's in my mouth no yeah like <laughs> even when it's in your mouth and in your hair and all over your marital boudoir <laughs> yeah, it's a will ferrell thing it was from talladega nights yeah. i'm so, mad. Oh, I'm so mad i didn't just say that because i knew it but i looked it up just say it who gives a shit yeah <laughs> you they, I mean, it. no one verifies anything on this show you could say it was from the the goddamn spartan cheerleader sketch with sherry <laughs> oteri i'd be like oh yeah i remember that one 
or, oh, yeah. or, or Sherry or Terry. Um, it's impressive. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Is it? She's short. <laughs> so I, I had been enjoying this for a long time. Like halfway through the first class, I started organizing practices for our very first grad show. And so I got to see these people a second time each week. And then somewhere along the way, Michael Johnson kindly invited me to these practices uh, hosted by a really nice woman named Sabrina, who's like a longtime improv practitioner, has been a teacher at this Washington Improv Theater for a long time. And Michael is, God, Michael's done improv for almost 20 years at this point, like incredibly gifted at it. So since 01. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think maybe 03, realistically, but right. more or less, yes, 20 years. And it meant a lot to me to get that invite because at first I thought it was like a very, very exclusive thing. And then I kind of realized Sabrina was just inviting her level two students <laughs> to, the, to the thing. And I was like, this isn't quite what I imagined it to be. You know, when you show up to a country club and then like, and it's, you see, bring, it's bring your Greek friend day. Yeah, exactly. Like you think it's like a really, really exclusive country club. And then they're like, and here's one of our most revered members, Dr. Bernstein. And you're like, <laughs> like that, that kind of, okay. I'm disappearing in my. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, look, I just wanted the old fashioned kind of country club. Oh my God. You're, you're terrible. Exclusivity. Yes. Yeah. Still, <laughs> still one of the best, one of the best lines from Caddyshack ever. I like how I say ever as if new lines are being added to Caddyshack as time passes. <laughs> Daily. <laughs> Is that what Bill oh. Murray's for? He's just bringing up more and more. Yeah, yeah Bill Murray and his time. bullshit antics. Like we've, Mo <laughs> Molly and I have talked about this. How we're completely over Bill Murray's like just popping into people's daily lives and doing weird things like stealing French fries off their plate. And we're supposed to be like, oh, it's Bill Murray. It's so oh, funny. He's, he's so cute. Yeah, like okay. he hops into your fridge and just steals your insulin, and you're like, hey, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> Anyhow, one of Bill Murray popping up than Bill Cosby, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> Far less welcome these days. Yeah, and looks a little too. more haggard. Yeah, that, that that man made powerful, powerful love. I guess we can't call it that without consent, but yes, he, no. he looks drained from whatever he did. Um, yeah. So that, before we jump back into what I was talking about, one of the best lines from Caddyshack. Rodney Dangerfield is at the country club with his Asian friend. And he says, this club is restricted, Wang. Don't tell him you're Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Such a good one. One of many great Rodney Dangerfield lines, he said bravely. So going back, the, the improv thing really meant a lot. That level four class gave way to a level five class uh, with a lot of the classmates coming along. Um, Somewhere along the way, I think we've talked multiple times on the show about the, the one woman I thought was being flirty with me or whatever the fuck was going on there. I, you know, that was part of this as well. And uh, we started once that group kind of that level five ended, I, I made a weekly practice for everyone. 
and we were staying together as a group and we had like a performance a couple weeks before Christmas and we all did our show in our little Christmas sweaters. I'm like, this oh. is fucking adorable. This <laughs> is some heady stuff. <laughs> but at the same time, it was, I, I, I was feeling like it maybe wasn't going anywhere, said the depressed man depressedly. Because <laughs> uh, you got to think, on one hand, this is cool. And the people I'm performing with are, are pretty trained. We've, we've all completed multiple levels of this make-believe mime bullshit. And we're, we're getting together on a weekly basis, basically. That's, that's showing some level of dedication to this abstraction of, quote-unquote, making it in comedy. On the other hand, it kind of dawned on me more and more that, like, outside of me, most of these people kind of had their shit together in life. You know, like, long-term romantic partners slash were, were dating productively kind of knew where they were going career-wise if they weren't already there in their career, um, had living situations that pretty much everyone just lived within like a mile or two of DC if they didn't live in downtown DC proper. And I was just kind of like, shit, I'm a bit of a have not in this scenario. You know, like I, it's, it's hard for me to drive in from like pretty much 45 minutes out and kind of mesh with these people. And they're much more, I, I like, I don't want to say I'm unsuccessful, but like, fuck it, man. I'm, I'm doing a job that I inherited from my dad that I don't have any special affinity for. Like, I really do liken it to uh, a daughter whose mom was a stripper and you see what stripping pays. And then your mom dies of an overdose on the pole on your 18th birthday. And, you know, they take off her pasties and G string and they're like, well, are you ready to take up the mantle kid? And you're like, I guess. And suddenly I'm a 38 year old stripper snail trailing all over the place. And I'm like, <laughs> is this it? Is, is this what I'm going to be? Just because I, I can make a decent amount of money for, you know, the, the lap dance to pay ratio is good. And well, to be fair, you're not a stripper and you own your own business, but go on. I would counter that a stripper is a business of one, but yes. Okay. She's not married to her club. I, I had a former, I don't know if you want to call it paramour. doesn't sound right, but a former (laughs) lover who was a stripper slash professor. I shit you not. And she told me of a summer where she just kind of like toured the South and stripped. And that was what she did. You know, was she a professor of sociology? Tell me, was it sociology? Yeah, how did you? I've told you about her, or no? You just pulled. No, this out you of have head. not. But that just makes sense. Yeah, she was a was sociology she? professor. Of course. Yeah, you, you fucking guessed it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not doing a bit here. She is. No, I, I, like, you have never talked about this person, but that just like seems like something a sociology professor would do. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. For oh yeah, sure. no, that is that is mm-hmm. the closest I think I've ever had to what one would call a fuck buddy. Like yeah. she would just, she was uh, teaching elsewhere and would come back to town and see her mom and then would just like tell her mom like she was getting in super late that night slash the next day and then would stop by my place 
in that brief window of my horrific life where I had a place that wasn't my mom's. <laughs> and we would just like, you know, screw a bunch. And then she would be like, all right, deuces. And uh, it was it was fun. You know, I, I got to I recommend that. I know you're both settled, but it was, it was okay. I can't complain about that memory. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, sorry. It, it's, it's just my frugal nature talking about like, ah, oh, yeah, sex used to not cost $300 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, I don't want to say like resentments were building inside mm-hmm. me, but it, it started to just take on a different vibe. And especially as the new year began, there was like this upcoming improv tournament that was uh, restricted to smaller teams. So we kind of had to like fraction as a team, like break off into two and um, certain members couldn't make it. So I kind of like tried to pull new people in to round out these teams and it was kind of a scheduling nightmare. Certain people like the, the late great Joe Gagliardi was invited to participate and very quickly. Don't say it like he's dead. He is either. What? Yeah. He's dead to this podcast. Yeah. It's the, the only death that matters. It's, it's, it's like when you get kicked off the force and they take your badge and gun. Um, that's, that's what this is. So yeah, you know, Gags was briefly invited and couldn't really hang. Um, and people just started dipping in and out. And uh, somewhere along the line last month, I, I think I've talked about it on the show, but like I totaled my car driving back from an improv practice where like, I'm not trying to throw anyone under a bus, but like I kind of had stayed out um, trying to drive people home after, even mm-hmm. though I just knew it was very unwise uh that's kind of my that's the good half of my nature where like I really want to help people out like my my friend in question who was in the improv group who I drove home like she was kind of sitting there waiting for an uber and like nothing was happening and I was just like yeah nothing's going to happen we're in the middle of a snowstorm and like I drove her home and wound up totaling my car which, by the way, I just got the settlement offer for, and it's uh, insultingly low considering what used cars are going for right now because there are no chips on the market. So can't wait and to... What car, and what car are you driving right now? Oh, the, the one that you have loaned to me so kindly that is saving my ass, like this 04 Prius. I love this little shitbox. Um, it's amazing. It's and a great car. It's a great car. It's a great car. Great car! And I've got my head all the way up it. And uh, yeah, I, so that's the good half of me. But the bad half of me is resentments can kind of simmer. And a part of me is like really pissed that I totaled my fucking car, both helping this person and doing improv in general. And uh about like there was a lot going on a part of me was pissed that I was kind of catching shit for the way that the teams had shook out like we picked them at random these two teams but to be blunt like one of them contained our four strongest performers and the other was like our you know like some of our weaker performers and the the random people added I kind of thought that like this random generation would 
make people not feel resentful, but it, it backfired horrifically. <laughs> like no one, no one gave a fuck. Like it would be like if the U.S. government was like, "We are going to give three people at random a billion dollars," and like completely at random are chosen like Jeff Bezos, Elon, <laughs> and Warren Buffett, and you're just like, well, <laughs> "Shit." <laughs> That was like like ten years ago, or maybe maybe less, when J Lo's mother won the lottery. I <laughs> and I was like, "What the actual f?" But was it like a real state lotto, or was like it something run through like a Puerto Rican beauty parlor? No, she won like legit state lottery. Okay, that's bullshit. Yes. And I was, it was J Lo's mom, and I was like, "What the hell? Like, you don't ever have to work ever, ever again." What yeah. are you doing still playing the lottery? <laughs> First of all. <laughs> yeah. You won it. You won it already, bitch. You already won the lottery. By getting yeah. She she needs that 1-800 number that they're saying at the end of the commercials. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I was catching flack in terms of like these teams and certain team members not being happy with shit, which is fine. I get it. Like, but it just started to feel so fucking thankless. And the irony was, you know me, I, the better part of 20 years, my aspirations have been some sort of mythical, quote unquote, living in comedy. You know what I mean? Or like making some sort of growth comedically. And this group of people dedicated as they were to this specific thing almost had fewer aspirations to doing anything outside of it. And it felt like this weird fucking catch 22, like the thinking the people that cared the most about this improv shit, I was like, well, it only stands to reason that they're also going to want to do stand up with me or film sketches with me or do podcasts with me or write with me or whatever the fuck. And instead it was just like, nope, I fucking love this, this little group that we got running. And that was that. And it, uh, you know, and, and also part of it, like, I don't want to leave this out, but when you're into somebody and that seems to have run its course, it doesn't help seeing them week in, week out. You know, you're just like, well, fuck this shit. Right. Especially if every so often they do things to fan what I guess was a flight of fancy on your part. But if they're flirty enough, I guess when they're bored or feeling shitty about themselves and then you're like, is it back on? Is, <laughs> is it going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just it kind of came to a head and I was just like at first I was like I am skipping these practices at Sabrina's because fuck them and it's no commitment you know she's got other people doesn't fucking matter and then like the the thought process really starts cascading and then you're like I'm gonna start skipping the fucking class I got coming up like I was I had skipped uh, week three um, I had gotten like two weeks in. This was like my fourth class in a row. I'd been doing improv training over and over and over. And I loved the teacher. She was a fiercely intelligent woman. Great at improv teaching. That's a hard thing to find. Like I was learning new things, but at the same time, I was just like, I don't care to park where they, they threw it to a new venue day of. And again, I started feeling a bit of like, oh yeah, to everyone else who just Ubers here and doesn't give a shit, this doesn't matter. But like this went from a scenario where parking is a snap for me to parking is a nightmarish 30 minute hunt. 
And yeah. And I, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And then I get to my class and I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to run down anyone, but it's just another batch of people who are like, I'm a consultant. I'm a consultant too. I'm a consultant. This is the fun thing I do on the side. And it's like, don't any of you motherfuckers just like live a life. Don't you guys want to do this shit for real, real, you know? And it's like, nope, this is my fun little outlet on the side. And so despite these people being very well trained again at this and having a passion for it, it's almost taking you in the opposite direction of where you want to go if you feel like this is your path forward in life or something you'd at least like to entertain. And so I, uh, I kind of got fed up on that front. And so I was like, oh, and by the way, also driving down the highway where I totaled the car, yeah. I don't want to say panic attacks, but very anxiety inducing experience. For the first time in my life, I found myself like, avoiding jobs and other commitments because I was like I kind of don't want to go down the highway right now <laughs> like right. it's you know uh because I'm also borrowing your car I legally don't know if like when pulled over I'm pulled not gonna over? pulled over I'm not going to wind up like getting some shit from a cop because I'm like yes I know the car is registered to like a Pam Cress uh <laughs> but it's you know it's on the level that I've got this why would I steal a fucking rusty 04 Prius you know why not yeah exactly <laughs> or yeah or yeah it becomes a princess bride thing or am I stealing an 04 Prius just so you don't think that I stole a car the waka waka yeah so I kind of washed my hands of that. And then it just became the final thing was this group that I'd been kind of the running for a while. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I want to do that shit either anymore. And now I'm just, uh, and, (laughs) and I think the funniest part is I had missed therapy that week because she was busy. Mm -hmm. And the session before I must have bailed like 10 minutes in because I was like, you know what? I'm just feeling like on cloud nine. I just don't have a fucking thing to talk to you about. And not a care like, in the world. Not a care in the goddamn world. And she was like, you sure? And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm just feeling excellent. And it's just so fascinating to me to see how quickly shit can spiral, especially with this dumb, dumb brain I got. Right. And I, I like who knows what would have happened had she been there that week to talk to her because like by the next week, by the next Monday, I was like, fuck it. I'm done. I am pulling out the stops on everything. And yeah, but um, you're not, you're not like done with improv forever. Right. You're just like done for the time being. Oh, I mean, in a, a, a cruel twist of fate, I've got a class upcoming in two and a half weeks with the, <laughs> with the person that I didn't want to, have to deal with anymore because oh it, really oh yeah oh, oh it's yeah. my favorite part of the whole scenario it's like oh, i need oh, to yeah. get out to get away from that but now you've put yourself in a situation where you're in that with only that for five weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah and you still have to drive up from home <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's uh I don't want to say I'm not looking forward to it, but fuck, I ain't looking forward to and it. And I'm and I'm guessing the class is paid for, and old tightwad Johnny's not gonna. <laughs> I could no, I could get the fuck out of it. I could get the hell out of it. In no, you should do it. First you of all, I'm gonna do it. You should do it. You know? And yeah, unless it's like in a relationship, and then just cheat. Yeah, 
liberally because life is short. Not right. No. Um, no, I mean, if you want to know still what a pleaser I am from just decades of being my mother's son <laughs> and having no understanding of what I want in life, just being like, hey, whatever gets straight A's and shuts that old bat the fuck up. <laughs> like, because, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what you were growing up. Like, Eva, you always had dreams about <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, like, you had. Like you everybody. Had, yeah, I never did. <laughs> I, I didn't Sarah, either. We've had, we've had this same conversation for a long time. Neither of us, I still got nothing. Oh, yeah. Dreams when you were a kid? No, my only dream no, no. was to make sure that my mom didn't get agitated enough about like me fucking up in school to rat me out to my dad, who may or may not beat me. And then like, don't wind up my mom enough to get beaten by my mom either. But you weren't fucking up in school. I wasn't, but I was doing enough discipline shit where I still got some. I don't know, man. Like, I, shit, my dad physically scared me for a while. That's why I was, like, only 90, you know, 90% sad when the the cancer hobbled him. That 10% was just like, yeah, I can take you out, finally. (laughs) Fucking. Who's the big man now, cancer? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who's got tubes and shit down his throat now, bitch? (laughs) Wait, you guys never had dreams growing up? No. No, we've had this conversation. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be... Nope. No, I didn't have dreams. Everything everything I was, was I don't want. That's all I ever had. I didn't want to live in the town that I grew up in. I didn't want to be a teacher like my parents. Mm. I I wasn't going to do this. I wasn't going to do that. I dreamed for a while about moving to New York City. That never happened because it always felt super unrealistic from where I grew up. But no, no yeah. dreams. I think the weirdest things. I I grew up getting beaten and being poor, and I didn't want to be beaten and I didn't want to be poor. And you're none of those things now. It's true. Yeah. It's true. You're not my, poor. You can't make a joke about being poor. My parents are both old and dead. So they <laughs> Your cannot be. Your dead. mom is not dead. Yeah. Well, the one is old. The one is dead. Oh, <laughs> okay. So okay. I cannot be beaten by them. And I, uh, I do have a lot of money saved. I have a lot of money to my name. I don't like my yeah. earning power right now. I mean, I guess I could. Oh, we lost Evie. Yep. My uh, batteries <laughs> oh, no. quickly dying. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're fine. Why? Isn't it plugged in as you're doing this? No, because then I can't position, if it's plugged in, I can't position the uh, this the way I want to, to look my thinnest. Oh, narcissist. Yeah. Okay. Have we met? I I just picture you recording the Zoom and it's just you staring back at you. (laughs) I am. I'm basically looking at myself the whole time. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I, I was looking at you know the DSM like the, the yeah disorders. diagnostic something yeah, yeah. I have the DSM five upstairs and uh, I was looking through it the other day and I was I go to Nick I go uh, Nick you know I'm reading this DSM and I I think I have a substance abuse problem <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was like he was like what what oh yeah. <laughs> 
I think I might be an alcoholic. <laughs> oh, no. oh that's amazing. But I'm not a narcissist. That that is that is I'm not a narcissist. Maybe oh. I might be. You just called me a narcissist, so that's why I. Oh yeah, no, I, I don't. That's why my you. brain went there. I'm not. We, we all hate ourselves. I feel right. Yeah, like I hate myself way too much. Yeah. To yeah. Oh god. For yeah. sure. Yeah. No. Sorry, I was just looking out the window because there's a complete whiteout right now. Oh, it's really? snowing out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's just no, not here. nice. I hate it. Oh, I love the snow. <laughs> I have to go pick up Adam in like five minutes. <laughs> okay so well i guess we can start winding down but yeah Yeah. that is the that's it i i felt great relief when i did talk to the therapist and she was like yeah you you probably do need to resolve like where you're living and your transportation situation and these sorts of things before you get back to spending multiple nights playing make-believe and zip zap zopping i agree and uh you know, resentments are only when we literally assign what we think someone should do and then they mm-hmm. don't fulfill it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like your friend that you were driving mm-hmm. and I'm guessing you drove this person multiple times and they never offered to pay for parking. They never offered to chip in for gas, right? Am I, I'm just guessing. I would say I've driven them home like 30 plus times, yeah. Yeah. And in your mind, they should have done that. But did just you ever offer. say anything? But did you ever say anything? No, but it's my world and I shouldn't have to. Right. But right. that's where resentments, that's where resentments come from. And yes. if you, you know, resentments will make us sick. So it's good you're taking a break, Johnny Cakes. Yeah. Resentment and milk if you're lactose intolerant. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of, I gotta go pump. Okay, go pump. Um, we should probably we'll we'll just leave on this awkward note you know not a not a bad first foray into a zoom not a bad first zoom foray not at all cool well uh eve thanks for joining yeah you and your leaky knock hairs as the french call them i know and Um, sarah beth i like how you i i mentioned them and you just started fondling them like i know i know you you guys become the instant I, I should not have a thing sexually against moms because the instant you all are like spread eagle in front of like 10 doctors shitting on the floor, it's just, you don't care about anything anymore. The tits are mm-hmm. popping out. The vag is popping out. Yeah. You're just strumpets after that. Absolutely. I got nothing else to lose. Yeah. <laughs> My shit's been all over Fair Oaks hospital. It really has. Yeah. You. Yeah. Pretty much like there are people on Pornhub who have shown less than you. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you. I love you. I love you guys. (laughs) Bye. It's Sarah Beth. Thank you again. Uh, I guess you will end the recording and send me crap and we'll go from there. Yes, I will. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Yeah. No problem. All right. Later, later.